0: provide safe spaces for people to work within their own racial and ethnic groups. Join us every 1st and 3rd Wednesday of the month at 7:30 p.m. Eastern Time on Zoom for brave, vulnerable conversations and for building culture through engaging embodied practices. For more details and registration, visit ProjectSanctus.com Exploring the healing and culture building practices of embodied anti-racism. This is with Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isla.
1: Hello, hello. Bonjour. barriaco, What's going on? Hi. I'm trying to be international because we've added a couple of countries to our list of listeners. I'm but let me back up. I'm Reverend Kelly Isla here with my partner in crime and consciousness, Reverend Ogin Holder, and welcome to With Love and Justice for All, where we have conversations around uh, about embodied anti-racism, dismantling oppression in all its forms, fostering liberation, as well as the focusing oftentimes on the special challenges that arise for spiritual seekers, whether individually or spiritual communities and faith communities. So we want to thank all our listeners and subscribers. And here's the global part that I started with. They're not just here in the U.S. I looked uh, just a little bit ago, went to the back end of our uh, in Podbean to see where callers were coming from. And besides the U.S., multiple states in the U.S., we have Canada, we have Mexico, um, Brazil, Ukraine, France, United Kingdom, Mexico was added.
0: Yeah, so you, uh, and you also exciting. mentioned where the, where the callers are coming from. We don't have callers yet.
1: Oh, sorry. I know. <laughs> Sometimes I'm old. Listen,
0: listeners. You were no, this is not age. I mean, you you did some radio back in the day, so I'm sure that's just a reflex, yeah. you know, old it pathways is. firing up. So so no, it's not about an age thing. We get microphones in front of us. Certain pathways mm-hmm. just gets fired up.
1: Well, and it was the same equipment in sitting in front of me. Right. Or exactly for radio and callers. So exactly. Maybe exactly. a little more streamlined, you know. mics have maybe gotten a little smaller, whatever, and certainly the earpieces.
0: That's all um, good. That's all good. But uh, but uh speaking of callers, you can call us <laughs> if you'd like to and leave a message. You won't be live on uh uh, when we stream this or on the podcast, but you can call and leave a message, whether it be a, a compliment or a complaint or requests for something to talk about. Um, the number is 413 Get Holy. That's 413 438 4659. You can also join the conversation on Facebook and Instagram. Where our uh, handle is Get Our Holy On. And you can watch us on Facebook live as we stream our recording Tuesdays and Fridays around 3 ish. For the most part, <laughs> most of the time.
1: Yeah. Three-ish. Sometimes
0: we have a schedule in <laughs> snafus and we have to, you know, move things around. But generally, generally for the most part, Tuesdays, Fridays, 3 p.m. Eastern time, we'll be live streaming, uh, recording this on Facebook. And you can join in there on the comments section. Uh, before we get into today's uh, discussion um, around intersectionality, uh, couple of announcements as we usually do our nonfiction uh, book club. We're still working our way through do the work by W. Kamau Bell and K. Schultz. Um, that's going on for a couple more Tuesdays. It is at 7 p.m. Eastern time and you can join us if you want the link for that. Just go to ProjectSanctus.com or you know, sign up for a newsletter and you'll get that link. Uh, no pre-registration is required. Drop in at any time where we're actually it's probably the most engaging book we've ever done because it is an activity workbook. So everything is there's something to do in virtually every page. Um, and our fiction read in book club will wrap up uh, this year's um, 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 read-ins on October 27th. That's that's next week, isn't it? That is next week. It is. Uh, it is. Depending on when you're listening to this. The day's the 18th. Uh, How the One-Armed Sister Sweeps Your House. It's by a Barbadian author. I am Barbadian. so I'm especially happy about this. And all of our books have been by Black women. And please, as you heard at the top of the podcast, um, buy your books from our Black-owned bookstore partners, Bliss Books and Wine. Use the code 846BOOK for a 10% discount. Um, We have a play shop coming up, uh, a contemplative play shop. Called Love and Rage is based on the work on, on uh of Lama Rod Owens. And this is a um, an invitation to redefine our relationship with anger that will be on November 12th from 10 a.m. to 5:30 p.m. Eastern time. We will engage in conversation, contemplation, discomfort, love, joy, ritual, all the things. Um, and coming up again this week on Thursday, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Again, today's Tuesday. This Thursday on October 20th and 21st and 22nd. This is a three day workshop we're doing called Intersectionality Why a New Prism is Needed. And it's why we're talking about it today to kind of give you a little more, uh, not just information, but um, invitation and the importance, all three I letter words. Invitation. What was the first one? Never mind. I forgot.
1: I wasn't listening. (laughs) Oh, Jesus.
0: Thanks thanks for that.
1: Uh, inter- well, you said intersectionality. Is it invita- invitation?
0: And I said information we're information.
1: Information? Yes.
0: Wow. <laughs> I need a minute after that. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh um uh, yes. So like my train of thought Sorry. got I so derailed just now like off the cliff. Anyways, Yay! Uh, the intersectional It's inter- always
1: my goal to see if I can I'm good at derailing people. (laughs) The intersectionality
0: workshop, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, October 20th, 21st, 22nd, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on those three days. Um, Yeah, we, well, let's just jump into our discussion on intersectionality. um, Because then we can, it's kind of the, the, the framework, the discussion we have today is some of the framework around the workshop and why we're putting this workshop on, why we think it's important. And why we think you should attend. Um, so I, I don't think I need to mention any more about the workshop. You can register. I should say this part. You can register yeah. at, again, ProjectSanctus.com. And we have three tiers of of a of, of payment for the workshop. So dependent on where you are financially, there's a price point to meet you. And if any of those price points are still beyond your ability to meet, please reach out and contact us. We will work something out. As I've said before, I am not opposed to the barter system, so you might have something I might avail myself of. So uh, reach out to us. So, uh, yeah, let's talk intersectionality, why a new prism is needed. So let's start from the top. Let's start from the jump. What is intersectionality for perhaps uh, if we have some new listeners and those who may be new to this to this work and these discussions, what is intersectionality?
1: Intersectionality is uh, the the term was uh, coined and created and came forward uh, by Dr. Kimberly Crenshaw, and um, essentially, what intersectionality is is that um, it's a uh, the the effects of different forms of discrimination are combined they overlap they intersect and meaning we have uh, our identity all of us have um multiple facets to our identity and they each facet you know intersects with you know all the other facets so so you know um discrimination um based on gender doesn't stand all alone by itself. There is uh, doesn't operate in a vacuum. It it's the other aspects of our identity like um like race, like um class, you know, socioeconomic status, like ableism or our able bodiness. Um, all there are all these facets of our our um identity that intersect and um present different challenges in terms of um, being marginalized in terms of discrimination um, that looks different depending on, you know, the intersection of these different elements of our identity. And so for those who embody multiple different marginalized identities and by a marginalized identity, what, what we mean is that, you know, there are uh, our country is um, built on, you know, White body as the norm, so and an extension of that is really, you know, the 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 elements of our identity that have the most power and the most privilege is white, Christian, male, heterosexual, you know, m- middle class and up, um, even even lower middle class, um, you know, access to financial resources, um, you know, born in the United States, English is your first language. Um, you know, so there's these multiple, and that's not all of the elements of our identity, but those are some of the, you know, able-bodied, uh, those are some of the the elements that that are closest to the way our country is set up, um, are closest to have greater access, greater privileges, we say, and a privilege is an right. unearned benefit, right, so have greater access to financial resources, to education, to healthcare, to housing, to, you know, pick something. There's, there's less marginalization. And so when you start to intersect elements of your identity that are in the, that aren't the, from that power and privilege, um, facets, you know, there's the, um, the discrimination just, you know, kind of, for lack of a better term, grows, but also can be very unique and changes and different. So a, um, a Black, um, man who's LGBTQ, you know, there's, there are particular, um, uh, you know, patterns of discrimination. If you, you know, change that to a white LGBTQ woman, you know, there's other elements of our identity that intersect, that, that have then offered different um, power, you know, places of power or advantages and different um, discrimination patterns. So that was a really long answer but Um, it was it was
0: it was a good answer and what's important to note from that is that you can't you can't separate you can't separate the the identity so for example to to use your example you can't say you know a a a black lgbtq person was discriminated against just because he's uh lgbtq and not because he's black you can't you can't you can't you can't tease those two things apart. There, because right. to your point, um, a, a a white person in the LGBT community is not going to have the same experience in discriminations as a black person in the LGBT right. community, or a male person, or a male-presenting person, or a male-identifying person as a female-identifying person. Um, so, so, so they're all You. You. You, you can't single them out. Um, right, and So on. I'm, I only like, I only dislike you because you're black, but it has nothing to do with your sexual identity. And we're like, no, that's not how this works. Um, right. So that's so that's part of the importance because because I think um, what what we've encountered and experienced in a lot of our groups and discussions sometimes is that people aren't aware that the identity how the identities are played together right so they so so people i guess you know the, the the focus just being on race one yes that is just but one of our identities so you know as a black right. man yes i i'm i still have as a as a black able bodied english speaking man <laughs> i still have a lot of privilege um but for a lot of reasons i'm also set apart from that that center power you talked about so so yeah so it's a it's a it's a I would like to say well let me ask this would you say to I'm I'm quote unquote asking for a friend um so (laughs) so so for those so for those uh people who tend to go like you know oh I've learned a lot about you know racism and I've learned a lot about things is this like you know All right, let's take it to the next level, because you may know how discriminations occur. You might be well versed on the history of this country, but this is like, this is like some subtle, this is like some subtle, deeper level. And
1: sometimes not so subtle. Sometimes not so subtle,
0: deeper level stuff.
1: It is, it is a a going deeper. Um, uh, My... My experience is when I hear someone say, well, I've learned all about that. I think you've, I think in large part, what people mean is I've learned it in terms of siloing the, the, you know, the elements um, in making something what's what Kimberly Crenshaw refers to as a, a single axis framework. So single axis, meaning only looking at the discrimination through race, right. you know, or through gender identity or through, you know, sexuality. So I think people may have learned about discrimination when it comes to race or and when it comes to, you know, LGBTQ challenges or feminism, right? right? And even even feminism, you know, there's, we, okay, we've gotten, um, uh, we've talked, when we've talked about intersectionality previously, I don't remember how far back it was, the, the episode, but we focused on white feminism, you know, had a conversation about that, because even feminism you know, tends to get have this single access access axis, one one view of it, which when really there are two different forms of feminism. Are we talking about white women or black women or women of color? Um, so it is it is a deeper dive because intersectionality is much more complex. There's not a it's there's no you know specific recipe. It's just when you when we look at discrimination. From a single framework, um, it forces um, it forces people to um, uh, to fit their experience of discrimination into a dominant conception of discrimination. So, for instance, uh, if the discrimination of a black woman, um, if you just if you look at it in terms of feminism, it's forcing the black woman to to frame her experience of discrimination within the dominant conception, which is white women discrimination. Does that make sense?
0: I believe it. I believe it does. I believe it does. Um, I wanted to, I'm going to ask you to rephrase it Yeah. a, a little bit but before I do that. Um, you, you mentioned in an earlier episode, we talked about intersectionality mm-hmm. and white feminism that's episode 32 for those listening episode 32. So you can scroll back. And 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 look at that. Um, listen to that. Um, so 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 break that down for us again. Sure. So use smaller by, words as well.
1: Use, yes. Don't don't use more than two syllable words. Um, I can handle three syllable
0: words. When you when you okay. start getting into four and five, you
1: know you know. Okay, <laughs> I know my my nerd starts to show. <laughs> um, when we talk about intersectionality, it is a complex issue. Um, and it is, I encourage anyone who says, well, I've read this, done that, did this, that, okay, and we're never done. So here's more to learn. Um, And here's more, it also then informs you where your power and privilege is and even more f- greater focus, which then leads each of us to, okay, here's what's mine to do. Like, where can I When I have greater clarity on my power and privilege, I have greater clarity on how to use that power and privilege to dismantle the systems of oppression. Now, coming back to my example is, so for example, when we, when generally when you hear, you know, conversations around feminism, right, and discrimination um, of women, oftentimes it's lumped together when you say feminism, it's Black women or women of color and white women are lumped together as though discrimination is the same for each right. woman. And it's not
0: yes, um, white because... women are discriminated very differently than black yes. women. And arguably yes. black women are discriminated worse.
1: Yes, more so. In more so. in more so and in di- in Expanded in different ways, but by not by not addressing the intersectionality, so it's not just a woman; it's a woman of color, right? right? So there's an intersection of race and gender. By not addressing that unique stance, that unique position, those this this intersectional intersectionality of these two aspects of her identity, you're forcing and just forcing the black woman into Yes, discrimination of women. It's forcing a black woman to fit her experience of discrimination into a dominant conception of discrimination, which is white women. The white woman's experience. A conception of discrimination. Right.
0: Right. Is that um, yes? It, it 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 does make sense. Thank you. Thank you on behalf of my friend, who asked for the clarification. <laughs> um. And 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 what what comes to mind for me is when when we talk about the different the different ways of discrimination and how they show up. So two things immediately jump to mind. One, when you look at the, at the, at the gender pay gap, yes, women make more, make less than men for the same jobs in the same position. However, Mm -hmm. you break down, break that down. Black women make a lot less than white women on average for for the same job. The other thing that comes to mind is, discrimination against black women have a really stronger, like sexual component to it than it does for white women. There's that narrative that's been running for hundreds of years um, around, around the sexualization of black people in general and the fetishization of black people in general, but, but even more so uh, black women that, that white women do not um, encounter. It's not that they're not sexualized, but black women, are negatively sexualized more
1: right than, than white women yep um y- yeah okay that's just weird i mean well, I, it's not i should that's the wrong thing to say i don't mean i just <laughs> hadn't thought of it for a while and yeah. as you were talking about it i it was coming to life and i'm like yeah Ugh, you know um so back to our intersectionality and why it matters or why it's important or like, why do I care about that? Um, it's it, it, it. So here's the, the one of the strange things about it is that, um, it, you know, race is a social construct. Like race doesn't actually exist. Like like race isn't a real and, thing. And yet. And and yet it is.
0: Right. We've made it. We've made it real.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, as, uh, 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 what's the, the, the author the activist Tanahisi Coates mm-hmm. says that race is not the father of racism. It's the child yes. of racism, which always, it, it doesn't matter how many times I think that or say it, it always gives me pause. Yeah. Um, you got a new, so, new, let
0: one through for, for a second.
1: Right. Yes, you do. You do. Um, so, although you know, we understand that race and and anyone who is a a, a teacher, an expert, a, you know, a leader in the field of of um, decolonization of racial justice work, you know, the same thing is being said that it's not real and yet it's real. Um, it is a social construct, just like um, you know the gender identities, just like although that has a biological basis beginnings just we've evolved just like just like god
0: but that's another discussion for another time
1: yeah (laughs) put that in put that on our list of topics um i think we (laughs) should talk talk about about a black a black god yeah um what color is your christ how's that there there
0: you go loves me some Um, black jesus
1: that's right oh my god
0: (laughs) sorry did you ever watch the youtube series
1: yes (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, <laughs> best thing ever. Yes. I'm sorry. Sorry, yep. it is tricking me there. Um, okay, go ahead.
1: So it's so you know, uh, LGBTQ. This you know the the ideas and beliefs we hold around this are all frameworks that have been created. Yes. Um. So by by looking into and identifying those frameworks and and how we define identity and power and privilege and advantages. We can create, um, you know, we 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 create shared understanding, right Th- that you want to know what to do. Here you go.
0: Yeah. And we also you know, we, and we also identify our blind spots, um, Yes, that we didn't that we didn't even know that we had toward right. certain groups of certain individuals.
1: Right. And the the what's interesting about it is those that those, you know, schools and states and whomever that are banning books, that are believe erroneously that's that critical race theory is being taught in schools um, but but are rebelling, that don't want American all of American mm-hmm. history being taught. the mm-hmm. the one of the sad things and the the consequence that's going to come from that is creating a, an ever more divisive world because you're not allowing for, looking at intersectionality. You're not allowing for, for, you know, all the facets of a person to be, you know, in a space.
0: Yeah. They're actually doing the thing that they say they want to prevent, which is polarization.
1: Yeah. They're creating bigger divides. They're create, yes, they're doing exactly the opposite of what they say they want. And not like we'll ever convince them, but.
0: No, uh, it's not. I don't believe it's ours to convince them uh, because, you know, know, God bless America, slow learners only by experience. (laughs) Right. So we, we, this is, this is why progress and evolution, it, it tend, it tends, it tends to always skew upwards, but, but in fits and starts. And, and, and those, those, those fits, those, those downswings um is uh or rather the upswings come after we have lived through the experience of the downswings and go like whoa i don't know we want to keep doing this And a uh, a great example fingers crossed is you know where we are with the uh you know the 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 uh, abortion bans that are going mm. into effect across the country the proposed federal abortion ban for the whole nation um you know, the, the dismantling, the re- reversing of Roe v. Wade, like, like that was a that, that was that was a downturn. That was that was a removal of a right and a privilege. And I think more and more people are going like, wait, we actually didn't really ask for that. You know, right. it, was, it, was, it was a nice it was a nice selling point, um, you know, 50 some years ago. But we have sort of moved on from that. And again, Poland, you know the majority of people uh, across the political spectrum, this is not an issue for them and they don't want the right taken away. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens, you know, coming up in the midterms, everybody go vote um, around around this issue. Um, you mentioned the book banners and I think, unfortunately, we're going to have to wait till, again, God bless America, we have a lot more uneducated, dumber children <laughs> rolling yeah. out. Before people go, well, how did we get here? Well, we got here when you decided to ban books and, and, right. and, and stop teachers from teaching things. Um, listen to our, I think our last week's episode we did around uh, social emotional learning. Mm-hmm. Um, how that's a, 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 a proven, validated uh, teaching paradigm that all of a sudden is becoming an issue because, you know... Um sneaky political influencers have tied it to uh, the big boogeyman of critical race theory, which itself is a whole thing that's not a thing. So <laughs> that's all I can say about it. It's a whole thing. It's not a thing. Um, yeah. So so as long as that keeps happening, right, we are we are again, to your point, siloing and really reducing the opportunity for a wider frame of learning and understanding and connecting and being compassionate uh, with each other and with those who don't look like us and who aren't in the same circles of power and privilege that we are. Right.
1: So here's something Think about a, a think of a stereotype like of a, a race, a religion, a gender um, that you've assumed to be true. Um, oh, can I? And
0: give, were you being rhetorical? Or can I actually give
1: one? No, you could actually, yeah. So it, you can actually give one, um, but it's also for you know, um, I, you know, when someone is listening, I, I'm wanting them to really do this because this is how you you're like oh there's this th- and why we you know we talk about this in terms of a prism right right when when you look through you know a crystal you know or you look through a prism it there's all these facets like you see all the the light waves come out in different colors in different directions and that's that's a way to think about intersectionality there's not a there's never a one size fits all there's yeah. never you know we we are each wholly unique and there's also these, it's, it's, this is what makes it complex. We're all each wholly unique with our own lived experiences that are like nobody else's. And there are these stereotypes and these generalizations that, that, um, uh, that are generalizations that, that we hold about people and whether whatever color or whatever religion or whatever gender, um, and you know, it's the odd thing about stereotypes is there are times when there's there can be an element of of a seed of truth in there somewhere in its past. of And then, of course, it grows out of control and becomes a negative stereotype. But we we hold these stereotypes about race, religion or gender that we assume are true. So do you have
0: one? I was going to say, uh, um, and, and this one is both a stereotype and, and a truth. Uh, um black black people like fried chicken it is it it is true as a person (laughs) who who currently is very hungry and actually is craving (laughs) some fried chicken right now but it is also it is it is also not true because no not all black people like fried chicken and not only black people like fried chicken uh but but you know that's 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 a uh, very old stereotype. I was trying to trying to think of one that's old and not as a uh, what's the word I want uh, trigger in maybe, but who knows?
1: Well, I, there's so then the the so when you um, think about that stereotype, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is there a difference between what you ex um, um, between what uh, what you think and what is actually true? You know, for yes. instance. Um, yeah. And you just said it really talked about not right. every black person, you know, loves fried chicken. And there's a, um, my guess would be correct me if I'm wrong is that there's a, you know, a historical connection.
0: Yes. Um, there, there's yes, a lot there of is.
1: foods, you know, have a, a cultural historical lineage.
0: Yes. 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 There's, there's nothing. I mean, if you, if you uh, I'll speak for myself, but any big family gathering that I had or would have um somebody's frying chicken because mm-hmm. again it's a uh, um that, that uh when we when we look at the history of of black food in America aka American food <laughs> let's call it what it is American food yeah. um um that's been that's been one of the staple ingredients um and um parts of uh discarded parts of you know um the pig for example that we've turned into whole dishes um also also staple foods um so there's there there is there's that deep connection um perhaps one of the most american of all american foods mac and cheese again came, came out came out of the came out of the kitchen of of black enslaved um cooks and chefs. So 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 there is there is that connection to it. And unfortunately we live at a time where I don't know how to phrase this other than the way I'm going to say it is uh those foods came around at a time when um most if not all enslaved black people uh were able to work it off, right? <laughs> Out yeah. in the fields now not so much. So not good for our hearts, not good for heart disease, not good for our arteries, um, right. but the taste persists. And again, foods, these foods have been appropriated by all of America, rest of America. Um, so. So, yeah, so that's 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 again, when you when you look at the reality of it is, again, the that stereotype does not hold up um, Nearly as nearly as as well as we think it is another 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 stereotype which has been sort of in the news m- m- predominantly now. And I, I promised I would not give this gentleman more airtime time air time, but uh, Kanye West and all the wonderful things he just uh, said. Uh, and I'm air quoting wonderful, but listeners can't see it. The horrific yeah. anti-Semitic things that he said. um in in recent in recent interviews that you know and then recently he was in an interview where he came out and said yeah george floyd was not uh choked to death under the neva police officer he died from a fentanyl overdose which is the narrative that Mm. the opposition had had been trying to push during the trial um so you know uh you know kanye bless his heart he i don't know yeah that's all i gotta say
1: that's so that's so you just said one of those southern stereotypical things bless his heart um (laughs) up north we don't say that we would say oh fucking idiot you know in the south it's bless his little heart or some version of it
0: yeah yeah and to be Um, clear i'm from barbados which technically is more south than any
1: yeah, but you have spent time in North Carolina. I, and...
0: I lived in North Carolina. Yeah, that's yeah. that's one of my uh, that's one southern of my in-laws. that's one of my appropriations. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I appropriated Southern culture with the. Blessing. So
1: here's a here's here's a, a stereotype that where you can see the intersectionality, um, and uh, so I'm using a, a woman stereotype. So I'm throwing my own my own people under the bus. There's this stereotype that women are overly emotional or too emotional Mm. or, you know, there's that sentimental or emotional, you know, kind of thing in there. And it's a stereotype in part, uh, you know, has this seed of truth in it that I'll unpack in a moment, but over time gets, you know, um, hijacked and blown up and bastardized by those in positions of power but women have historically you know been socialized that it's okay to express emotions more so than men and so it gets and there's nothing wrong with that that's a good thing right that's a healthy thing. However, given our white male dominated you know mm-hmm. culture that's um, you know you're being hysterical right you're being you're being irrational you know mm-hmm. if m- emotions play in you can't possibly be rational at the same time. So that's a a stereotype for women. That being said, if you, it's generally for white women. If you add the component of a woman of color into that, now you're adding a stereotype of, say, the angry black woman. Yeah. Right. Or even, you know, even beyond, you know, hysterical or beyond. You know, you're really out of your mind, like over emotional to the point of, you know, being dangerous. I was just right. about to say becoming
0: dangerous because, right? Because and and that that transcends basically to all black bodies, emotional black bodies, are dangerous black yes. bodies that that yes. need to be put down, right? Which is which is why we have all the uh so many more black people being shot and killed by yeah. law enforcement because of because of that. Including men and women, by the way.
1: So the elements of our, um, you know, talking about identity and intersectionality, and there's, there is, you know, some our social identity. We have our personal identity, which are, you know, things about, you know, a a particular skill that I might have mastered, or my favorite music, or a hobby, or favorite food, right? I might have a personal motto or aphorism, or they're just, you know, things that are personal about me. Um, but but our social identity is, you know, backs up kind of away from that. And we look at elements of our identity, say our ethnicity, right? Which would be so for me, that'd be, you know, Italian and French Canadian and Anishinaabe and um uh you know, our kind of lineage. We look at socioeconomic status, our gender, um, our sexual orientation, our national origin, like uh, where we were, what country we were born in, our first language, our physical ability, our age, right? How many stereotypes do we have about age? I notice them more and more because I'm aging. I'm at that age where I'm too old to be young and I'm too young to be old.
0: Um, you Not, know I'm as, I believe we're as young as we feel. And yeah, um, I plan to live to 120. So I'm only just hitting the first third of my life. Um, OK. And um, given also my resurgence of, you know, I realized this, um, this uh, talk about subject matter from my therapist, um, you know, <laughs> I didn't I didn't have much of the usual like developmental 20s. I got I got married very young. In fact, uh, I met I met Jennifer my senior year of college. I was 20. I don't know, two maybe three, maybe three, yeah, 23. Um, And, you know, and so I didn't, I didn't have that usual um, twenties time of exploration and, you know, so in, so in, so in the wildness, as they Uh, say. Yeah. Right. So, so there's a part of me that's sort of kind of revisiting that right now or exploring that for the first time. From a yeah. much from a much more grounded wiser mindful place right, right. right. less maybe less dangerous <laughs> less a lot less da- lot less dangerous and reckless for sure yeah for
1: sure. I did all I I lived my 20s for several lifetimes
0: started okay, but, around 11 <laughs> put, put, put that down as an episode to do one day uh you know so there's so there's 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 that and and to your point, you know, what that with the ingrained message that often comes up in my mind is about to embark on something is like, am I, am I getting too old for this? I'm like too old for this. <laughs> should I not be doing this because of how old I am? Right. Uh, yeah. Sort of deal. But again, there's that that's that stereotyping like people, people of a certain age, people of 48 should not be doing the things you're doing sort of deal. But again, stereotype and ageism. <laughs> Yes, yes.
1: Yeah. And um, and the one that we, you know, we're, we're, there's a few of these identities, social identities that we're seeing, um, you know, really the power and privilege of of them really being played out in full force. And uh, one of those is, um, you know, where you're born, your you know, your nation of origin, um, speaking English, um, religious affiliation, um, you know, white men, Christian. Um, but the 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 when we look at these these aspects of our identity, there's you know the the invitation in the work of intersectionality in you know like in our workshop and looking at these frameworks, it's it's us looking at ourselves and which elements do we think about most often? What do we think the least about? Mm -hmm. You know, um, what, which elements of your identity would you like to learn more about? Um, you know, like, which is exactly what you're just talking about. Like I, you know, I went, I skipped from 20 to 35, you know, kind of thing. And, um, but you know, which, which identities have the greatest effect on how you view others, Mm. right. Which have the strongest effect on how you view yourself. Um, and, uh, So the, so intersectionality is when we, when we can identify, you know, where we are on the, you know, in this, if you think about the closer you are to, to being, you know, think about a circle and a a pie that has all these pieces in it, you know, all these slices of pie and each slice is a different, you know, element of our social identity, then the closer you are to the middle, you know, which is that white heterosexual male um, born in America, um, Christian background, you know, lower middle class on up socioeconomic status, English speaking. Um, I'm sure I'm leaving that, but the closer you, you are to those and the more you, you, you see where your power is, you see where your privilege is, you see where, you know, what you have access to that you didn't even know.
0: Yeah. And again, nothing to be ashamed of and nothing to no. beat yourself up about. Um, if anything, again, you you have more, you have by default more doors and opportunities open to you for you to go make a difference if you yeah. if you so choose. Uh
1: well, so. when you when you start to look at these two and, and you you ask, you know, like so what some of the things that we're talking about and some of the questions I'm raising, we'll be going through in the in the workshop, but You know, which part is of my identity do I feel the most drawn to or do I feel the most connected to? And it could be because that's that element um, of your identity has the most privilege and power in it. And you didn't even know. Yeah. Um, And then there might be elements around your, you know, an element of your identity that gives you, you know, where you experience the most uh, challenges or struggles.
0: Um, and that and, and that may change as time goes on. Yes, right? absolutely uh, um, because I, I, I think uh, in my younger years, because of my Uber religious upbringing, uh, my religious identity was the thing that through the lens through which I saw everything, the thing I focused most about. Um, and um, and I would say now again, because of missing out on not missing out but but having a, a more uh, a less a less traditional 20s of of discovering Mm. myself now now that I'm doing that what what and and given the time frame that we in the identities that that really stand out for me now is my racial identity uh, my sexual Mm. identity Um, also I guess (laughs) given the amount of money not in my bank account my economic identity it's
1: yeah
0: you know it's up there (laughs) Yes. Uh, as as well. Funny, not funny. Um donations well, I, at Project
1: right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Always want to put that out there. And We don't we, you know, yeah. we don't have any staff or interns. We're it. Um,
0: yes. And the, the, and it's the, not that we don't have don't don't hear that we don't have staff and intern as oh, that means you,
1: you don't you're, right. You keep
0: it all the no. We don't have listen, if we could afford to have them, we'd have them, trust me. <laughs>
1: yes yes well you know you you brought up the the socioeconomic status right Right. and and that these elements of our identity can change you know and our access to 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 some of to resources could potentially change you know like the older we get often as we've seen that access to resources and and privileges expands Mm. um you know because one of the aspects is education yes and so if, you know, if I let's say I didn't go straight to college after high school, um, you know, and, and that may have hindered my, you know, what kind of employment, you know, opportunities were open to me. And then maybe in my 30s, I decided to go to college and get a degree. And now all of a sudden I have access to different, you know, jobs that that pay a little more money, or I've decided to go into a particular, you know, trade or yeah. or line of work. Um, and, and now,
0: and, and, However, what also influences what happens with that is how did you pay for college, right? Right. Were you in a position where your parents could pay for you or did you have to take out a loan and then give me interest on those loans? As we see now, the discussion around cancellation of some student debt, give me interest on those loans. Like you are you are still drowning. Right. So for all the job yeah. opportunities that you might have from get to college. And again, who is proportionately more likely to be taking out student loans and be in student debt? Yep. You know, pe- pe- people of color. Yep. Yes. So. All right. So uh, let's 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 move on to let's move on to this activity you have planned for us, I think. Sort of. Yeah. And there's an it's, example of something that, that that we will be doing in our in our workshop. Just don't think we're gonna sit and lecture you.
1: No, no. That's not what we much know. as much as we may want to, we won't sit and lecture you.
0: I mean we are <laughs> we are ministers that
1: I know, so right? Hold yes. us
0: back from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <sighs> so this is um you know, this is just a, what we're just going to do this for a few minutes. And it's what it's entitled is privilege for sale. Mm-hmm. And it's an exercise that that um, I've done in in workshops around um, privilege and, um, you know, uh, racial justice and diversity, equity, inclusion, learning. What it is, is that there's so I have this list of just random privileges that um, that that and by privileges i mean unearned benefits or things that are have that that um groups of people have access to more easily than other groups or um for instance having multiple positive tv role models so me as a as a white body um i have multiple positive tv role models certainly more so than a person of Uh, color, whether a black body or Latina Latino, you know, or a Native American, you know, I'm going to have more examples. So that's an example of of privilege. Um, Being able to adopt children. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, there are, that's a privilege. It's easier for white bodies that are married, a man and a woman, um, you know, with some income, you know, middle class up, it's easier to adopt. For, and lots of reasons. And, and I understand the income piece. You want to be able to afford to take care of the children. But there's a lot of other elements that go into why people are denied. Yeah. So what what we're going to do is uh, you just imagine that let's say you have six hundred dollars. So this game is is the kind of you're. You know, you have these small groups and one group maybe has three hundred dollars. Another group has six hundred. Another one has fifteen hundred. So and what we do is we go through some of these privileges and you get to decide if a privilege costs one hundred dollars, which one am I willing to pay for? Like like taking a look at how important it
0: costs. Wait, how much money do I have in this in this scenario? How much how much do I have? Six hundred. I got six hundred. And each of these costs how many? One hundred. One hundred. So I got to pick mm-hmm. six out of what? How many? I'm looking at this. There's 33 things on here. I only get right. six.
1: Well, I wasn't going to go through all 33. I just was um, randomly choosing okay. them just to make the point of I'm going to name some. Just and so you I'm, have I'm lo- to decide. I, I'm sort of
0: looking at this list for the first time in real time. And I'm I know. like,
1: well, you're not supposed to look at it. I'm, just I'm not. To, yeah. Oh, well, bad. you can look at it. But uh, but the point <laughs> is, is as I say some things, you have to decide. I got $600. Where am I going to spend this money? So it's, Mm. it's how we, it just gives us a lived experience of navigating through privilege and, and what, how, what is more important? What is most important? Um, So being able to feel safe in your interactions with police officers. Uh,
0: Yes, I would pay for that. Okay. I would um, Um, pay for that.
1: Being able to be promoted in your job without your sexuality playing a factor.
0: Um, well, as a, as uh, yeah, I guess I would pay for that too, I suppose. But I think, mm-hmm. I think because I am generally um, seen as straight heterosexual, I don't think is the thing I need to, uh, I think I need to put down money on that right away. Okay. Yeah, the word, the word, the word isn't the word isn't fully out of my hetero flexibility yet. So <laughs> keep, I'm gonna keep that hundred dollars back for right now. Okay. Of course, <laughs> after listening to this, it'll be out, but that's not the point. The point is, uh, generally, generally, yes. Okay. Being
1: able to access social services without fear of discrimination or being turned away.
0: Um. Sure. Yeah, I'll pay for that, too. I'm trying to think what social services I would be availing myself of. When well, say,
1: it could be. It doesn't even necessarily have to be you personally. But when you look at. Oh, I thought you were privileges asking, available. I thought you
0: were asking these of me. Gotcha. Well,
1: I am. And
0: okay. and. All right. Using can
1: I put public a pin restrooms. in that one. Yeah.
0: OK, let's put a pin in that one. There might be some better ones coming later.
1: <laughs> using public restrooms without fear of threat or punishment. Oh, well, I don't like to use public restrooms, period. So. Okay so you wouldn't pay for that one. <laughs> I feel
0: like I should say yes. <laughs> but see? I I really I really don't like to use public restrooms. <laughs> I'm my privilege is showing right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It really is.
1: Okay. All right. Well, we'll you add, so you know what's interesting about that is that you you actually have um, you know, I don't like to use public restrooms, which means that that in at times you have access to be able to just run to your car and run a home.
0: Yes. Yes. So and now i pretty we'll strong bladder as well. So,
1: <laughs> <right>. so imagine <laughs> those that don't.
0: Right. Exactly. Which and I joke about the strong bladder, but that is an able that is an able bodied thing.
1: Right? Yes, absolutely.
0: Uh, so, yep. so that is an able bodied privilege. So, yes. OK. All right.
1: Um, being a foster parent, being no, I don't want to do that. Okay, so you wouldn't shell out. So now we're up to uh
0: $400. Wait, I put a Did you are you kind of the one I put the pin in?
1: <laughs> oh, maybe I, I think, was.
0: I think that's okay. three. Okay, no, paid,
1: paid leave from your job when grieving the death of your partner.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely.
1: Okay, yes, yes. um. Inheriting from your partner, your lover, your companion automatically after their death.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm assuming <laughs> depends on what they have.
1: <laughs> can, I put, <laughs> can I put that? There's a on? lot of depends going on. <laughs> Listen, man, context is everything. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> Well, I think the assumption is that yes, there is then, something to then, inherit.
0: Then, 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 then yes. Again, again, my privilege is showing that I can joke about this,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And and pe- people, for whom, um, you know, for a long time, people, uh, members of the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community, could not legally marry, and therefore right. could not did not have this 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 privilege, this um, ability to just automatically inherit inherit their partners you know, possessions or make medical decisions around, around their health. So yes, again, my privilege showing
1: <laughs> carry on. <laughs> um, let's see uh, where did, there was another, there was one other in here um, being able to complete forms and paperwork with the information you feel most accurately communicates who you are.
0: Uh Hmm. Then um, that is yes yeah okay I, I can see where this is going yes yes <laughs> yes
1: okay you've run out of money
0: <laughs> I've run out of money
1: <laughs> there's no more privileges to buy one, of, one of them we even
0: got into dating the person I desired in my teens like I, I, I know I'd shell out the whole 600 for that alone <laughs> 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 are you kidding me oh <sighs> Oh my goodness! Really, receiving validation from your religious community. Now, I don't care about that one personally.
1: Um, no, but think about uh, but
0: yes, many, many do, many. So many
1: that do. what's interesting about it, like that, and the other ones that we said, is that um, it's it's also you get to hear how complex intersectionality is because yes. you said context is everything. Yeah, and for you, it. No, I'm never going to be a foster parent, and yet. For others, yeah, maybe they, you know, they're not able to biologically have children, so you know, and maybe yeah. and run into trouble trying to yeah. adopt. At, I'm, and and speaking
0: entirely from the privilege of a healthy, able-bodied person who has a child and a healthy child as yep. well, and and on yeah. the, and I'm on the other side of parenting and like, nope, no desire to do that again. But the ability for me to get there to to achieve that to have a healthy uh mentally physically able sound um child in her in her early 20s now like there's a whole host of you know privileges and access that needed to be in place for that to happen right um, as 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 well um and again um if you're listening and didn't Noah's the one who, whose spouse died and and yes be, be, I, I was the I had the privilege of um, being legally married and therefore everything was jointly in our name and automatically things I assumed things that were hers including her debt by the way which again <laughs> we, we don't talk a lot about that yeah <laughs> Right uh you know so that's so 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 then there's that you know side note on that one right yeah. what is the privilege of knowing the ins and outs of of economic things so like yes you know your are a married couple keep your credit cards in individual names so that yep. should a person should your spouse you know heaven forbid pass away you you do not assume their debt their credit card debt right. And you know, if it's in their name, but we, nobody told us that. And we thought right. it'd be all, oh, we'd be in a couple let's put everything in our names. And then, yeah, that happened. So right. yeah. Found that out way too late.
1: Well, there's a, yeah, there's the, the whole world of, you know, of finances and, and banking and money and, right. you know, loans and credit cards and debt, like all, you know, how it, it's, you know, pick the different facets of your social identity and you will be treated very differently. You will also have a very different education around like, you know, how to do this in a healthy way, in a, you know, a sustainable way and not. Right. Um, And especially when you don't, the less access you have, the more likely it could be um, to, you know, um, the only credit cards say available to you are the ones at 30%. Yeah. And now you'd wind up just compounding, you know, um, something that was already problematic, and yet needing a credit card to do other things yeah. in life. Or oh, you don't know, get just, me
0: started on the predatory nature of payday loans. Ugh, yeah.
1: It just gets it gets yeah. So anyway, um, whew, that was a long, windy road through an hour of intersectionality.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, and and we hope those of you listening um really really pick up on on the importance of the nuance of it um and especially in terms of our of our own lives and when we talk about you know decolonizing ourselves when we talk about um taking a look at 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 our internalized racial consciousness beingness Mm -hmm. right this is these are important things to know and right. important and it raises important questions as, as we just saw there um, with me sort of stumbling through that exercise um, because, because, right. I won't I don't, do it
1: to you again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I always say, I, I have no problem being thrown under the bus. It's a big bus. People are welcome to join me. Um, I'm under
1: there if, with you. If
0: they you. want to, but, but again, um, and again, to reiterate or or places of privilege or not, Meant to be points of shame, but simply points of awareness um, and invitations to to be in action um,
1: from them. So um, the greater, the greater understanding we have around our identities and how they're connected and being visible or invisible, how they complicate each other, how they can complement each other. Mm -hmm. um, All of that helps us, believe it or not, in doing the work of racial justice. Yes. Yes, it is. So
0: um, join us, please. uh, This Thursday, Friday, Saturday. uh, Let me give dates again, October 2021-22 for our three-part Intersectionality, Why a New Prism is Needed workshop, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on those days, uh, you can register now at ProjectSanctus.com. Again, we have three different tiers of payment. Uh, we're doing an economic justice approach for this. So depending on where you are financially, you pick the best registration fee that meets your wallet. You don't have to prove it to us. We're going on the honor system. And again, if any of those are beyond your reach, please still contact us. We will work it out, whether it's a different amount, whether it's a, a payment, uh, over time, or it might be a barter sort of situation. uh You know, I wouldn't mind a personal assistant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, sh- listen, I'm sure, hey, I'm sure there's stuff you and I, I'm sure there's stuff you and I would like to get done on Project anxious but we can't afford to hire somebody. So I don't know. Maybe somebody will come and, uh, you know, trade some workshop attendance for some for some labor. I don't know. I'm just listen, don't hold me to that. I'm just just, you know, extemporaneously everything's possible anything's possible so please reach out to us and let us know um thank you for listening as always thank you for subscribing on your favorite podcast platform please rate us on those platforms spread the word about uh with love and justice for all tell your friends if you have friends who don't know what a podcast is they can listen on the interwebs at with love and justice for all dot podbean dot com and also, join us in all the other opportunities we have for, uh, for you to do that decolonizing, to do those anti-racism practices, whether it's our book club or affinity groups uh, or workshops, uh, whatever other things we might be having going on. Um, so until next time, let's get our phone
1: on.